Final Fantasy Legend of the Crystals released in the year of our Lord 1998. Whoa. <laughs> Welcome to your Christian video gaming movie podcast. Yes. Uh, we only talk about Samurai Showdown. <laughs> it's just 100 episodes of Samurai Showdown. Um, there is no specific release date. At least I don't have one, Nick. Leading yeah. to you saying something factual. Well, yeah, just right before, I don't have like numbers or you know dates to go with this, but just this movie isn't really a movie, Dylan. You you garfed you you, you <laughs> garfed us. I don't know what that means, but you, you garfed did it. it up when when from now on this is a garf. Uh, you you set us up to watch movies on this podcast. Well, hold on, hold on. movies. Short films, short and films. limited run miniseries. So, we, so we have other limited so run miniseries in we this. We do, yeah. Uh, okay, Halo Four, Dungeon Dawn. So not not okay. a serious garfing. Not okay. Of course, a slang garf. based on the character of Garland, who's a regular Final Fantasy villain. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Gar- yeah. Garfing. You really yeah. Temple of Fiends did up. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm Dil Alvento. I'm Joe Wetmore. My job is Red Mage. Oh wow! I have to pick a job. I'm yeah. Fighter Nick Nundall, and I'm. White mage, Dylan. Sure, I'm green mage. All right, I'm green mage. Man, no, for I'm... some reason, when you said white mage, it just had a weird sound to it. Like I, I don't know if we can say white mage anymore. <laughs> I think we need to go back and like edit <laughs> Final Fantasy. And this is a track mode. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. What's what's the job of Trek Mood? What is our job? Yeah. What is our mission? Our oh. mission, gentlemen, if you accept it, is to watch every video game adaptation. No, every film adaptation of a video game, whether it be movie, limited run TV series, short film, official fan made film thing. But not yeah, so. What is an official fan made? Blue Mage, then. Okay, we'll talk about that the next time we get to whenever we get to one of those. Let's. Um, we don't have to dig in deep now. All right. So I think the only ones that apply in terms of that specific qualifier, I think, are the Papers Please one. Okay. Because it's like an official. So it's the, like an official so short film. I think is what's called or official fan film. I don't know what it's yeah. actually called, but I think it's basically someone just asked. Uh, Lucas Pope's permission. Can I? Yeah, and then okay. they got the blessing, and I think, very strange. Well, got the blessing, and then said like, okay, this is like, I'm going to include this as part of the canon or something, okay. or maybe Lucas Pope. I'm going to make you so, re-explain this when we get to papers, please. So let's 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 move fine. on. Yes, for that I don't know, 15 minute video. <laughs> um. So guys, our first Final Fantasy movie. Yeah, was just and called the best a movie. One. Is it probably? I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know the other Final Fantasy movies to compare it to, but I can say I'm pleasantly surprised with what this was. This is weirdly a movie that feels like a video game, but also had a reasonable plot structure. It didn't yeah. like pulled stuff out of its butt that didn't make any sense. It, it, it was different. <laughs> I mean, it literally did in some cases. Maybe that uh, was like the worst wording yeah. I could have done. <laughs> Set yourself uh, up there. Yeah, we're but, talking about this is this is a foreshadowing for butt pulling, butt pulling. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, but that said, it 
it worked on video game logic the whole way through the movie. Right. It did, even though this wasn't strictly um, a Final Fantasy plot that exists, and it is loosely a Final Fantasy V sequel, it did feel like it would, this plot would, and this cast too, this ensemble, would have made more sense it just seems, as another Final Fantasy game. It seems game. like a JRPG like squad. Yeah. Like, and they build it up over time the same way you would mm-hmm. a JRPG. So I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it. I, um, yeah, it, yeah. I think maybe the best video game movie I've watched so far. Really? Wow, that, that's I didn't high that praise. Oh, it, it had something that, well, okay, more Kombat. There's no Super be. Mario Bros. I, it, so, it's no Street Fighter 2. And, and we're definitely going to get into it. There, the thing that I think I pulled out of this movie so much, there's a lot of like, it's not, it's anime style, but there's so much that's inspired by Yoshitako Amano and the art. Mm-hmm. Like the way the characters are, even down to their silly little haircuts. Uh, it looks like they're, it was very clearly inspired by elements of what inspired Final Fantasy. Yeah. Even if it didn't have that much Final Fantasy fan service in it, and then the backgrounds too, yeah, like the had, color it, choices, those had like a very like Mobius influence to me. Yeah, that's the, what some I of thought. it looked like um, the uh, that that guy who who did who almost did Dune. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh man, I know exactly who you're talking about, and ugh. I can't think of his name. Uh, was that Yodorovsky? Mm, yeah, Yodorovsky yeah. was a was a filmmaker who made some really wild films. Um, uh, he made he was almost gonna make dune and the the pirate ship in this is this the holy mountain dude the holy yes, mountain dude yes exactly all right um he he this pink pirate ship that's in this the airship is like straight out of the concept art for jodorowsky's dune so anyways i think he'd approve their their lifestyle choices yeah. as well uh, yeah yeah that's true too <laughs> um, all right so but, do we want to get into the plot do we have you have more uh i mean that's just uh my, my general takeaways i think uh, this was a, I wasn't expecting it to be enjoyable. Yeah. I, I was expecting this to be a slog, much in the way it's I was a slog. I actually found myself generally enjoying. I, I had complaints of the comedy that I'm sure we're going to talk about. Yeah, um, that's the, what I read was like the general complaint of this movie. Like when it first came out, it was like, wow, this like really goes hard into like trying to be as comedic as possible for mm. having a dumb video game plot, though. It did, and it was very like, like you know, like this is crystals oriented. At least they weren't hunting down every crystal. Three of the crystals are already dealt yes. with. Good place to start. Somebody made a smart choice. They should there. just do Final Fantasy One. Like you have the crystals yeah. at the beginning. As basic as the plot was, they actually did a good amount of character writing. Not necessarily a ton of deep character development, right? But the, the characters were the center, there like of the story, and that helped keep the like interest level throughout the entire thing. Do you think that helped? Given the fact that they didn't try to adapt characters that were pre-existing and they just wrote their own, it's hard to say. I mean, I like think if it's you a better call. Yeah. Advent Children was really bad, uh, and and I mean, but how do you adapt like Final Fantasy VII characters? And if it was Final Fantasy V characters, there's not a lot of personality to take out of that. To be honest, they're very bland heroes in that game. Um, and at least like Prince, one of the principal characters in this. But did we say that this is? Final Fantasy V's sequel. Yes, this, so this the takes place. Video game has a sequel, which is a movie. Yes, much like the Goonies had a sequel, which was a video game, or how Super Mario Brothers the movie had a sequel, which was a web comic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's loosely a sequel of Five. Like the planet is technically Planet R from Final Fantasy V. Terrible name <laughs> for a planet. <laughs> the but but it's so weird because there's so much removed from it. Anyhow, I mean. You could t- pretty much have a crystal plot in any Final Fantasy setting. When they do, right? For like the first like six of them, right? Like, don't like the first like four, I don't five, know that or six. Six games. had a crystal. But at least the thing. first five. The first five and, definitely and, did. Like there, and there's you know, more that come later. Crystal Chronicles and things like that. Yeah, it's like it's like Bioshock. There's always a man in the lighthouse in Final Fantasy one through five. There's always the Light Warriors. 
yeah. some crystals. But the setting itself is in the future anyhow, and it's such a weird future. Like it's got a real good mishmash of like fantasy and sci-fi, and sci-fi, yeah. like like light sci-fi yeah, stuff. I mean, there's there's straight up robots. There's steampunky airships. There's peasant villages with magic. And, there, and all of it works together. There, there are summons. There was yeah, like there are summons. Like technology mixed with fantasy existed even in like fantasy, fantasy, Final Fantasy stuff. Yeah. So you had like had the 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 final like bad guy in this. He does resemble a lot the final bad guy oh, of yeah. the game, X Death. Uh, anyways, well, let's get into it. Let's get to the plot. Yeah. All right. I, I want to say one more thing, which is that oh god, <laughs> just kidding. You two watched a movie with English dubbing, right? But I was sent a movie with ja- <laughs> in the Japanese mail. language Unlabeled. And, yeah, and subtitles. And that's how I experienced this thinking. This is what Dylan intended for me. So we do. I don't know that there are any differences, but we did experience it slightly differently. Well, I think the major lead. differences are like how the characters like grown the performance yeah. the performances. There's a lot of groans in this and they're at times really awkwardly placed. Hmm. Um, there's a time where this character is like, oh yeah, we need to put this crystal back in. And then he like puts this crystal inside of a person's chest. And then he, on the American dub, he's, he awkwardly goes, Ooh. I don't recall that. So yeah, maybe I, that was added for Americans. I, I'm wondering <laughs> if there's just a lot of weird grunts in the American version. I, I kind of want to watch groans, the Japanese version. Groans for America. There, all of the characters. Where the groans for America. <laughs> all of the characters have eccentric groans at some point in the movie. Yeah, it's that's probably thing. true of the Japanese as well. So like Nick said, um, this was, uh, when it was re- released in the West, it was a feature film quote-unquote when it was originally came out in, like in japan it was a ova it was like a a four-part ova which were split into four chapters um was it the wind chapter the fire chapter the dragon chapter the star chapter um and they keep all that stuff Elliot well in the versions i saw it, yes. it, it had all that stuff still in there yeah title cards um, for each one and they and they have like a like a star wars-esque like text scroll like yeah at the beginning of each episode so i'm only going to read the first one um, and we're going to ignore the, the other three that happened to begin because they're basically just recaps of the previous episode. In the year 1000, cosmic calendar of the Kyrio Yuga era, the planet R, still, terrible na- still, still a terrible name, attended by two satellites, is an Earth which enjoys an abundance of majestic nature and a shining blue ocean. Its existence is maintained by four crystals which control the four basic elements of the universe. Earth, water, fire, and wind. Once upon a time, when this planet was menaced by a dark entity and faced its biggest crisis, the most courageous ones desperately fought to protect the crystals in a battle since long forgotten. But, then it starts. Also, says, in a, in a battle since long forgotten, it's been 200 years. People can record history at least 200 years back. Yeah. I, I have a big problem when people treat centuries as like incalculable it's long spans of time i I mean i guess the specifically like the one of the first characters we follow this elder guy he's like oh i remember all this shit i i I know about all this stuff that happened he's he's at least more familiar with it and he's a descendant so i think the hard part is like yeah 200 years isn't that long but it is a it's either pseudo post-apocalyptic or just which is weird information doesn't trade as easily and you don't record history so well in such a society like i mean you look at shit like 
you know, Star Wars did this twice, right? Yeah, 18 like, years for yeah. Star Wars. It's like, we forgot a generation ago. Oh, we did it again. Yeah. Here's what's weird, and I and I can't remember how it ended up. In the plot of Final Fantasy V, you had, there was two, like, alternate reality worlds that you travel back and forth between, or, and they were, and they were like, you could, you could travel back and forth, between, I think by, like, airship even, but they eventually get merged in the plot, and that's mm. a pretty crazy thing that happens to their, to their so planet. The entirety of the like history of that planet could be different now i well yeah and i don't know if i can't remember if it gets resolved or if they just stay merged by the end of that game and so Mm. i don't know if now in this world like that would be a pretty cool like thing to be like that is our post-apocalypse merging thing and you got these like the 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 setting does feel like you're kind of like there's like a lot of desert stuff but there's also like this great pirate ocean thing going on yeah i don't know yeah it's like a cove like a like an archipelago yeah um and it's got it's got lots of cool planetoids hanging around yeah so let's let's introduce our our main players here we have uh queen lena and uh her staunch supporter blue mage Blue Mage. he has a name but i've i've wrote blue mage they mutter it um, and then Lena is also a character in five. It's like the princess. She really, I believe. So she's just straight up 200 plus years no, old. No, no, I think, I think it's like an ancestral name. Oh, okay. Uh, so they are aware that there's that shit's going wrong with these here crystals, that something, something's <laughs> going awry. And, uh, we also have, um, Linali, who's a young girl and her grandfather and her grandfather is also aware of the issues are rising yeah like he has like measurements he has like little little um he goes out into like this field and there's like a giant sundial looking thing that can measure like what's happening with the wind crystal and he uses that to determine that what would happen to these fantasy worlds like this and dark crystal and various other fantasies where the old man paying attention to the signs of the apocalypse just didn't notice (laughs) or died (laughs) or was like anyone taking a dump that day (laughs) And it was a real hard one to work out. You didn't Ooh, notice the wind chime blow the wrong way. We should also talk about the title card of these. I thought it was pretty cool. It, oh, well, the, the the title cards for each episode or the like main movie title card. The one that says Final Fantasy yeah, is at the beginning of every episode. I thought that was pretty dope, actually. The music, so it's it's basically, it says it's the plain-ass Final Fantasy text. It's in red on a black screen. It immediately conjures feelings of the video game right. to see that for me. It has a super ornate like gyroscope that yeah. has multiple bands like spinning in place mm-hmm. and has like a, a sun and moon fixture yeah, on it's it. It's like an orrery or yeah. something. Yeah. There were some visual designers at work that really had a lot of vision for this project. Yeah, someone gave a shit about this. And Not yeah. every part of it did. <laughs> Not every team involved. Like there were some shortcomings here and there. But right. So I think I only saw that once. I don't know if it's because I was watching an edit where it was cut on subsequent episodes or... Yeah. And in mine, what, it was but, at the beginning of each chapter, yeah. and it was like this very like good swell of music and this very like, oh, and it would spin yeah. the thing. I was like, this is fucking great. Yeah, I, I saw it once and day. I was into it. It did. It, the music never quite hit like Nobuo Uematsu levels, though, for me. Like they had some like Nobuo themes kind of remixed mm. a little bit throughout, um, but I, I did feel like, oh, man, just I wish you could have just used like the music a little bit more mm-hmm. from your well of yeah <laughs> you have this video game franchise do that right um lanali and her grandfather are also both descendants of bart's from the game the main boy um which they call bats in this movie <laughs> yeah well uh, i think yeah they, in my in my dub they did I, I'm, I'm pretty sure as on, well on the wiki mine. i double checked they said bats but is that like in the Japanese game, he was bad. I don't know. It could be like a yeah. 
like a translation, like not even an error, just like a like a, a vagueness that some people chose yeah. one thing and other people chose another. It's a, it's a pretty almost irrelevant fact because it doesn't like Play. other than the fact that the crystal like is like down with her. It's just like mm-hmm. it's yeah. just there. It's just, yeah. it's just there. But like a, the, the grandfather is very prideful about that fact. And it's like uh, we sure. we have to protect the wind crystal because we are descendants of of this person. Um, so they leave their village to go do it. There's like a uh, like a gully or like a man-made river that like kind of yeah. cuts through it and they're going to take this boat out and there's this fucking annoying ass kid um annoying who's, who's called yes who is um referred to as prats in my dub um mm. all other spellings include oh. prets did we watch different dubs Pritz? because in mine it was prince well lenali specifically says prats hmm so he's he's Pritzu in the, the version I watched, uh-huh. but spelled P R I T Z in the subtitles. Yes, yeah, that's 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 one of the spellings I saw, and some people, and it's, it was all over the place. It was all over the place. Um, so, so this motherfucker gets super white nighty, and he's like, "Take me yeah. with you for your protection." Yeah, he is determined to save and, the day. And the grandfather's like, no, fuck off. Like, we're good. We're fine. We're on our boat going down the river. We're going to make it. And so he just, like, keeps following them. So, like, so do they explain and I missed, or do they just not explain why he feels like he should be no. protecting her? It is just, he just it's like they were friends. Like, they were yeah. friends from the same town. Yeah. Okay. Like, they, they had some familiarity from I, that point. Just assume, assumed And then they explain later why there's like yes, more to that yes, yeah. yeah at one point our bland main character does like explain a little bit like oh, is she the main character she, well she is like the 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 she is she is almost more of a macguffin the than avatar a main character. Oh, okay. yeah she is she I, I i feel like prince is kind of the true protagonist although she is like the the thing around which the story pivots a little bit maybe i don't know it's hard to yeah, say yeah that's tough she well i mean it's fair to say it's an ensemble cast and you don't mm-hmm. have a singular protagonist in an ensemble cast but she does end up becoming kind of fill in move the plot yeah, not, yeah. non-character often so they journey to like this ruined desert town like like the like the landscapes change very quickly it goes from like this like um pastoral like village to like green grassy fields to this desert this is where i kind of thought oh maybe this movie is gonna be pretty cool because a lot of those like establishing environmental shots were like way above anything yeah. showdown sh- like samurai showdown had done or or like all these other animated movies we've watched uh-huh street fighter 2 had some fun animation in it but this actually managed to be beautiful at times yes yeah i agree i agree um so pratt's is still like following them and like you know trying to like get involved like let me join you let me help and they keep brushing him off and so they're walking through this desert area and there's this giant fucking bug just like comes out of the ground yeah and they're like whoa like lobster faced monster giant prantis like, like giant giant bug like bigger than a house <laughs> yes giant bug um and so we then see lenali do some like uh hand movements like starting to summon something and we're like oh, okay it'll be like some sort of kaiju shit and she summons the only thing she can. It's like a ostrich made out of bubblegum. It is yeah, a chocobo. They do but declare it to be a chocobo, but <laughs> well, it is it's not, not. It's like a chocobo fetus. It's not immediately recognized. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's like hairless or featherless. Yeah. Like it, So it's not even like when It comes down like chocobo. a ball, like like Kirby, just on the ground. <laughs> and it like unfurls. And it's like, what? 
Yeah, it's a bit of a ding that they don't have like <laughs> the classic chocobo look. But here. when when was that design? Yeah, locked was that in? solidified I, at this point? It's tough because I definitely was by six. Okay, but I don't yeah. remember. I looked up some art for Final Fantasy V once I found out this was a sequel, and like they do have longer beaks on the artwork. Mm-hmm similar to what this has in the movie it doesn't have that snub nose chocobo beak mm-hmm. um but i couldn't get a full body shot to be able to tell mm-hmm. like how it compares so so seems like they were still working on that yeah but different planets can have different chocobos i suppose that's true I, I deny you i know <laughs> universal chocobo theory states <laughs> chocobo is a constantly <laughs> yes in the known universe in the multiverse chocobo string theory um so they run away, the grandfather and the chocobo and Lenali. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going to skip the fact that Prince, our hero boy, comes up? Well, and that's what's happening now. That's what's about that's, to happen. We're not oh. skipping it because you're telling us, Joe. <laughs> wow. Run me through it. So Prince, an unusual character. He's both annoying but also the charming swashbuckler. Yeah. And they took like eight stereotypes and they like pushed it, it all together, one, which one person. makes him a pretty like... He's, he's he's more interesting than any one yeah, of those would be on there. Yeah, he draws he's your attention to him. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he he's both like the the boyish impudent character, but also like he's still successful. a badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and he still fails too. He's he doesn't always work out. Yes, he still makes himself look like a fool, and then he'll randomly do really well. Yeah, and yeah. it's just you you because you never know what the outcome of his hijinks will be. Sure. In this case, he like chops this thing's head off, I believe. Yeah, he yeah. like, like stands on his motorcycle yeah. like up its back and then jumps off his motorcycle and just like takes his huge like ass katana one swing die katana. The two previous yeah. scenes we saw him in, first time we saw him he falls into the water tripping into it. Yeah. The second time we see him, he crashes his motorcycle into a into like a pothole. Yeah. And <laughs> then the third time Third time's a charm. <laughs> Got that natural they, 20. They they they, they uh they subverted our expectations. <laughs> Got that critical hit. <laughs> the full, yeah, he rolled a twenty. Yeah, and that's that's maybe the best way to describe his character is that he he is really good at rolling twenties. It's twenties or ones. That's how yeah. it works. Um, so they kill that thing, and I think what they just like begrudgingly take him with it because it's like hey no, i killed the, the grandfather giant <laughs> so oh he got injured right the creature takes a swipe at the chocobo and knocks it out the chocobo disappears they like tumble to the ground yeah and so the grandfather has to go in bed rest so yeah so they cut to him like resting in like a house or an inn did they literally like take him all the way back to I the assume, village well they had the motorcycle at that point that's true so just ride him back thinking about that motorcycle's got a good bucket chair next to yeah. it which throw is grandpa just, like, on that. it's not efficient or anything but it is I don't know. It's good adventure design. It's very Mad yeah. Max. It yeah. reminds me of uh, which one was that? Uh, was that Thunderdome with the sidecar? Yeah, it's either two or three, I think. Yeah. Well, whatever. Either way, that kind of thing. It's, it fits like this post-apocalyptic mechanic magic world. Sure. Um. Uh, so they they ditch Grandpa back at home. Yeah. Good. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. just Dead albatross. Weight. And so they they start driving back to where the 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 wind temple is, and. Then this fucking thing happens. Just a big old airship shows up. It's like, yeah. of course, like because the airship has to show up because mm-hmm. it's fucking Final Fantasy, and um, it's like sky pirates because there are mm-hmm. sky sky pirates in this Which, universe. It it it's funny because I mean. I don't know. It, I all of this flavor makes immediate sense to me. Like something yeah. about this world. No, is it like, all works. It's just hilarious how like there's it's it's both hitting the notes and also being its own thing. Right. Where it's like okay, now the pirates show up. Yeah. And the pirates have like a super like, <laughs> they're all a bunch of leather clad like yeah, kink, very butch women. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, they're all women. Well, they're I all was, women, but they're 
you know, they're like butch women. They're, yeah. 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 Well, their, their leader Rouge is kind of more traditionally sexy. Right. And then they, all of her, her grunts are like really tough. Like, so can we describe the ensemble of the grunts? Because, and I'm glad we are describing them so, as grunts because I got super big Team Rocket vibes mm-hmm. off of oh, their introduction. Sure, yeah. Uh, um, but but leather, like tight leather tops and bottoms are spandex. Like leotards. Yeah, leotards. Well, it's two piece though. It's two not piece. one piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. exposed midriff. And then like. Pig tail. Pig- no, it's like bear ears. It's oh, like a cowl yeah. that has like bear ears and then 3D specs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it it's all great. works it's together. So it's such a good setup. It's, it's it's weirdly good. Yes, and I, I, I mean like it's things like this because this keeps happening that the movie these weird like details that just tickle me, and it's things like that that do make me feel like this is the most fun I've had watching a superhero movie so far. Superhero mm, movie, so. superhero, super video game movie, whatever it is. Super video this game is better movie. Better than the MCU. <laughs> you heard it here Legend first. Of the, Legend of the Crystals, Cinematic Universe. Let's go. Um. Well, this is basically Endgame. everything in this is just about getting those crystals right Um, that up there yeah that's the end game (laughs) (laughs) he's talking about the moon that's where they go in the end of the movie (gasps) so speaking of the moon we did skip over actually right before this airship comes in and they get chased by it we do get a cut to the black moon and yeah like straight up robots in space like they look so much different than the tech of anything else we've well seen. to be fair like i mean like i haven't played many final fantasies but i have played one and there's straight up a part where you go into a sky fortress yeah and you fight a war mech like a yeah. bipedal like mm-hmm. fucking like and uh, these, these are more nuclear platform that, like highly advanced robotic tech. they look like gray fox like if you want like a very quick yeah, analog of good, like their design go. gray fox go. like there that's it and does anyone have a good impression of how they speak? Well, because oh I, my god, I heard them. Translate, yeah, yeah, Amazing! Every time the robot spoke, and they went, "What? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I can watch a whole film of this. Um, uh, so they're they're observing uh, these people, and they've acquired the other gems, the other crystals, whatever they're called, MacGuffins. And so we cut back to the pirates. Pirates um, are harassing uh, Linali and Pritz. They want their motorcycle or any valuables they've got on them. Just like super like when you have an airship, like just harassing some random dude on a motorcycle well, seems like what's chump he going to do? Uh, that's, except for well, that's what, he, what does. he says. He's like, why don't you go rob somebody worth something? And they're yeah. like, look. We just have to rob whoever we can. <laughs> and that's nice. the way it is. I guess. I just yeah. feel like getting that ship real close to the ground and like getting this one guy's like shitty looking motorcycle doesn't seem like well, a big deal. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. You have to you have to put food on a table at the end of the day. A motorcycle would probably put food on the table for that crew. If it's if that's all they do for that day. If they eat motorcycles, yes. Well, I mean, they can go to a... T- especially then. Yeah, yeah. Especially then. I imagine that motorcycle would sell pretty well. That motorcycle is durable, as we find yeah, out in this movie. It lasts yeah. through it a lot. It does some, some, some shit. So they are able to avoid... Not really pirates. avoid. Yeah, they give a chase. Yeah. They lead into a canyon that the pirates kind of Scrape, slow down. because through, yeah. yeah. And so then Pritz manages to... Uh, leap his vehicle, his motorcycle over their deck, and when he's like mid-air over them, just undoes a shitload of bombs on his chest and drops them onto the deck. Which the bombs have a great design. They're like these spiky metal spheres that like clamshell open and there's, and there's like a little, little smiley face <laughs> inside. Yeah, and I guess that's the explosive. It's like, yeah. and then, yeah, pretty fantastic. So he like just blows them up 
and then runs away. Yes. Um, and that, like, I, I don't know. It, it, I guess I don't want to say too much more. I'm, I'm almost spoiling future right, things, yeah. so I'll let it go. So they are able to um, disable them and get away, and they get to the wind shrine, not temple, excuse me. I said temple earlier. Um, in the in the shrine, actually, before they get there, there's a couple things that happen. So I think in the subtitles for the, my version, it was wind temple everywhere you see it. Oh, was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. I have it written as wind temple. Um, temple of the wind is specifically what they said. Right. I think you're right. I think they did say that. <laughs> at, at one point, they end up in a grove. And just like for no reason, they're just kind of like chillaxing for a second before they get to the temple. Well, there is a reason. They they don't know quite the direction to right. go. Right. They're trying to figure out I where was, they're going. Yeah, we skipped over that. This is actually right before the pirates. The pirates. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they're in the grove and they're trying to figure out where to go. And Pritz is like eyeing the girl, like creeping on her. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then she catches them and he's like, Oh yeah, wind temple. Where would that be? Yeah. But then she reveals that she can actually she has a little uh yin yang, yin -yang sphere. Like she, she she wears it somewhere, earring it's or earring. necklace. It's yeah. Earring. Yeah. And she takes that and she goes and stands in like a pillar of light, which is so Final Fantasy, like mm -hmm. just a scene happening under a pillar of light from a tree canopy. And she like whispers something to it and it points her. The wind blows and it points her in the direction. It, it the lifts direction. her into the air and like spins her around. Um, or at least it leads them to a place where then like there's a huge amount of gusts, right? Yeah. There's like a sandstorm that's like deterring them from seeing where they need to go. And she like lets the wind take hold of her. And whip her around, and for some reason we get like thirty panty shots in this <laughs> oh, right. fucking scene. This. Yeah, yeah. At one point, it's just like fl she's just flying with her with her ass yeah, towards like, the screen. Yes. Yeah, and so you're just constantly looking at her dress for like ten seconds straight for no reason. Yeah, they oh. just really liked her butt. So, so they, now they're they're getting they've they've used that to get past the pirates and get yeah, to where yeah. they are. And so now they're at the Wind Temple. Um, which is a fortress that is floating, suspended itself, like mm -hmm. in this uh, almost like huge antechamber made out of the canyon. Yeah, just um, like a big gorge or something. But you can't, you can't get to it because too high off the ground. So, so Pritz goes, "I have an idea," and just takes off. <laughs> he runs away. Whereas there's like symbols and shit on the ground, and like so, Lenali stands there and like Indiana Joneses her way yeah. and figures out, and she's able to ascertain that like the symbols represent like the elements or something. Oh no, they represent the, the direction, the cardinal directions of wind. Yeah, and so she uses that to raise a fifth platform, and it raises her up. Meanwhile, Pritz ran all the way back to the fucking pirate airship. Uh, he captures it. Solo by, by by having all the bombs strapped to by his doing chest. his fucking like thermal detonator scene. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then plows brings the ship back, brings it to a narrower part of the canyon, and then brings it in, and then just drives it straight into the entranceway of this fucking temple. It's so good, nearly dropping the bombs and blowing himself up it's, and the airship yes. in this the process. This is a situation where the DM is like. He, he, it's just a string of 20s and you're just like all right i guess that's yeah i right, got the airship you've, you've successfully intimidated all of the pirates <laughs> and commandeered their ship the entire and crew blow yourself up and none of it was necessary because as soon as he arrives and gets off the deck and looks around lenali yes. just rises this, this up. like artfully crafted like puzzle scenario that yeah. was made that yeah. <laughs> wanted the wanted the players to actually do yeah so they go inside um, there's like a light platforming section Which, um, inside very, the temple. The pirates don't follow them at this point. The pirates are like, all right, 
you won. <laughs> like, well, no, because he drops the bombs on the ground. And they open up and they like have to hold them closed oh, okay. or something because okay. they don't know how to like disable them. All right. Uh, yes, there, there was legal. There was legal. legal? <laughs> they had a legal reason they couldn't follow him, Nick. <laughs> Legally, I don't they're think not allowed to die. The president. Throw the book at you. Um, so they go inside and the wind crystal is like in this floating, this uh, huge platform in like this vast, like bottomless pit. Uh, and like the pillars like a line and they're able to jump across to get to it Mm -hmm. and so pritz lifts lanali up she grabs it and they both get a vision yeah a lot of stuff you can't understand at this moment there's like a big red sword and there's a brain that seems to be alive yes and there's (laughs) an eye and there's like a cross yeah and stuff like that um and they don't know what to do it's turned into like just five minutes of a David Lynch experience and then <laughs> right. it was over. And then it's like, and then it's like the grandfather eating a donut and you have no idea what to make of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, there was a fish in the percolator. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the wind crystal like kind of like loses its place because it's just levitating above this pedestal and just falls. And then they look at it and then this, <sighs> this, this crystal, it, it goes back up to the air and realigns itself and then it, like sees the Nolly and then just goes and then just like enters her stabs her right in the chest yes now this is something i really want to know if it's different in your version to my version after this thing stabs into her like she screams pritz screams he's trying to pull it out of her it seems like a real stressful moment it sinks into her she like doubles over in pain he's like what's happening uh it, it doesn't doesn't like cut her by stabbing into her right. like m- merges, merges into yeah. her and then she lifts her head up and says the crystal it came into my body <laughs> <laughs> i think it did say that i i think it wasn't it, it wasn't phrased as uh because I, I don't remember it being phrased in a way that was, it was like directly it i feel like came into my body <laughs> i think it was something like it's inside me or whatever and in, in this but it penetrated me yeah it, that would be the only way to make it worse but it does get better <laughs> <laughs> because she's now glowing with the power of the crystal in a very specific place in her ass yeah both of her cheeks it entered her chest (laughs) but both of her butt cheeks start to glow you can't make this shit up well the wind crystal resonates with the ass chakra so (laughs) (laughs) oh that's where you make wind right (laughs) wow someone on someone and the development of this movie said, yep, that's our justification. 25 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, it's literally like shot of her butt. Like, you know, you still see her underpants because like her miniskirt doesn't go down that far. And it goes, yeah, rrr, rrr, like, like it, it glows, like it like glows Pulsates. on and off. And then she's like, clasps her butt. Yeah, she's, she's like, like oh. very embarrassed by this. Please <laughs> like, do not put a neon sign on my ass cheeks. It, I mean, can you imagine if your ass cheeks glue? Like, glue? like that? <laughs> Glue. <laughs> I guess it's glued, but I, I, I like glue. Can you imagine if you're actually glue? I like glue. Uh, no, I can't. I can't imagine up. this. So that all that shit happens. Um, <laughs> so meanwhile, um, we have um, the uh, the Iron Wing, which is like the Air Force. 
For, um, either I, I couldn't remember if they were like official or if they were just like a mercenary they are group. Official I think mine. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they're a military they official military force from Typh- Tycoon City. Typhoon, yeah. Ty- Typhoon, Tycoon, <laughs> which I thought should have been Typhoon. It was Typhoon, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was Typhoon. Oh, really? Because it is Tycoon with a C. Wait. In the Japanese version. No, it says right here. I have it written in my notes. Tycoon Castle. Okay. Holy shit. Is this a Berenstain Bears scenario? I thought it was Typhoon the no, entire I, time. It was Tycoon my entire experience, and I was really bothered by that. I was like, they're clearly like, they protect the wind crystal. They say it's their like sacred well, thing. What are monarchs, if not tycoons? Well, the origin of the word tycoon is a name that Japanese feudal leaders gave to people, for, foreigners who were business savvy and uh but as like a negative like a pejorative i don't know i think well i think it was probably positive okay but it was specifically for foreigners so it has like all this meaning that presumably matters that is lost on us because we don't exactly (laughs) (laughs) it is literally tycoon city in final fantasy 5 as well okay yeah yeah holy shit so it has a i I had no idea that it wasn't just like a modern term because we were all we were all like Wind, typhoon. Chris, wind crystal typhoon yeah makes sense adds up yeah wow i was bothered during the viewing <laughs> now, there is a master in uh, uh master there's a monster in final fantasy called typhon wow. which uh we're digging too deep yeah <laughs> so they so they so pritz and lenali exit the wind temple yeah um because and they we know should also mention the pirates zip out yeah of there. they like, go way up into the sky we out um, and the uh, the Iron Wing sees that and says, oh, they must be up to no good. So they like get their whole force ready for a fight. So when Pritz and Lenali come out of the temple, it's just like airships and armed soldiers just lined up, armed to the teeth, ready yeah. to take them down. And they have guns because firearms are now a thing. And there's also yeah. like fucking like actual like turrets on the on the yeah. thing. Mm hmm. Um, like it looks like a super uh, steampunky kind of yeah. thing, like a biplane, like giant biplane fortress thing. Yeah, it's a warship. Um, and we get introduced to our new ensemble character, uh, Valkus, Commander Valkus, who I, I, it's 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 a thing I've seen before in anime, but he's got the kind of like X, um, his his, his mustache, face makes and his an eyebrows, X. Make it's an not X. his oh, mustache though. It's, it's his nose hairs. It's his nose hairs Great. sticking out of each nostril Perfect. as like the bottom legs of an X and then his eyebrows come to his nose. Right. If you want like a, if you want my shorthand for what this dude looks like, imagine Hodor and Dr. Eggman had a baby. I'll give like, you Dr. Eggman for sure and he's big enough yeah to be Hodor. Yeah. yeah. He is he is very much Dr. Eggman with the eyebrows and the oh, mustache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but and the glasses specifically too. There is a scene where he gets angry and he flares his nostrils and the must the, the mustache is <laughs> go revealed. all the way up. Yeah, to go all the way in there. And it all vibrates the way up to the- with like thin air coming <laughs> yeah. all the way into the brain stem. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> so they're there to like basically like they're the mop up crew, right? Like they're there to make sure that everything's hunky dory because they're hearing about these, you know, incidents around the world about the other crystals being affected and disappearing. So they're checking on the wind crystal. And apparently they have like telemetry data that can tell them like what the status of the crystal is and where it is like they can trace that energy signal um but basically like this is the end of the first chapter this is the wind chapter end start fire chapter um so lenali and prince Uh, mm, yeah maybe i'm 
I'm forgetting a piece of this. It literally ends with and also drive and you, you don't different versions. You have a different edit. Yeah, but it literally ends with Pritz like driving out of the little the 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 canyon that the temple was in. Okay, it fades to black, fades up, redoes that scene. Okay, I'm then, gonna accept that this is probably right, and I've forgotten something. Yeah. Actually, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um. So pirates are gone. Lenali and Pritz are here. Uh. Ship lands, Iron Wing ship lands. Commander Valkus comes out. He's like, You guys are under arrest because you're thieving thieves that thieved yeah. your last thief. And so they have this huge argument about, No, we're trying to protect the crystal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's a part where Valkus is like, I'm about to lose my temper. I just lost my temper. And he's like stamping around being a petulant child. Yeah. Um, he, and the guy has, this guy has like gray hair. So this guy has to be at least like in his forties or so. Like, like dude looks like an older, yeah. <laughs> he has come, he's, he has the rank of commander. <laughs> like he runs this whole fucking right. ship. Yeah. He, he is, is a military disciplined person. Yes. And he's throwing a temper tantrum because well, that's what anime finds funny. He, he does like, I, I mean, it is in character for him to kind of wear his emotions on his sleeve a little bit. That's although true. He's constantly fighting them as we, we, he's like the only character we get inner monologues for, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Yes. Um, <laughs> so while they're having this whole spat, uh, Pritz and Linali try to ride off and he literally says, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> and Pritz is like, try it, fatty. And then he <laughs> shoots at them and then clips Pritz's arm. And he's like, fuck, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. He shot me. And then he turns around. And he's going to like take out his giant ass katana and, and fuck him up. And then they get uh, ambushed by the sky pirates lots of uh, grenades yeah. uh, gas grenades with, yeah like, they're like skull yeah. and bones falling right. from the sky i don't know if they're like knockout gas or whatever the fuck no it's lethal gas oh everyone's dead <laughs> everyone everyone on the ground i do dead. like at this point though like we're maybe like a fourth of the way to the movie or so uh all of these characters that, that are meeting each other they are going to be our main characters fighting the big bad guy in the end and they did such a good job of setting up the conflicts between right. these characters like uh, even up to like to the point where like the grandpa was initially like uh, you know being a jerk to Prince and Prince proved himself and then to take over. But now they're being they had to they got into these couples with the pirates. They got into these couples with yeah. Valkus. This is not a fellowship. I will bear the ring and right. we will all help you. Yeah, right. yeah. This is everybody's bickering. Everyone and they remain self interested until like uh, 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 they for just, a while. They like, align. It, it, yeah, it comes self interest align in a natural way. Mm -hmm. So Rouge. The pirate captain, in case we forgot her name, she uh, Jesse from Team Rocket. Jesse, literally, like just, but in clad in black leather, just mm -hmm. like that's that's what you got. Um, she kidnaps them and takes them to her island stronghold um, to get information about the wind crystal because she wants the wind crystal because she heard about you know Lenali and Pritz talking about it. And she just wants it for money. She's like, oh, I could sell that. So she's gonna torture these fools. In her leather kink fun park. That's right. <laughs> and she has all sorts of dashedly devices <laughs> yeah. with which to torture them, including this fucking tickle machine. Yeah. Two of them. Also, yeah. Also whips and everything else right. you'd yeah. expect. Yes. Yeah. She literally at but one point But the tickle goes, machine's what gets broken out. She goes, whip time! <laughs> well, and because she does try to like like torture him properly, she, she, she whips him and he's like, he doesn't, he doesn't respond to the pain. So she's like, okay. I've got the fucking thing. Yeah. The worst torture device imaginable. And while she's like describing this torture device, Volkus is like growing and he's, he gets his first inner monologue where he's like, 
oh my god, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And he's just like... She's in the BDSM, I'm in the BDSM, (laughs) finally. (laughs) This is the start of a truly wonderful arc for this character. Um, But this horrible torture device (laughs) is then revealed. And uh, it's two like totem pole esque pillars, yes, with, with hands and heads on top for tickling. And yeah, heads of we decided what te- Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt looks like, like the most yes. apt, yes, yeah. like yeah. very like unpainted statue heads, right? Of yes, like massive bust, <laughs> yeah. bust of Theodore Roosevelt, right. and then like noodly arms with like literally Mickey Mouse gloves on the end, yeah, for tickling. Like, Which is just some interesting perspective for where we're at in this setting right now. Yeah. Like, so we went from a desert to this like pirate island with uh, with airships yeah. and wind crystals and summons, and magical summons. And now there's Mickey Mouse glove totem poles with Theodore Roosevelt held heads tickling our main character, and it's it's something. <laughs> it's it's really just uh, to be clear, it's tickling Prince. Like it's not yeah, like Prince. Linali and, and and Volcus are not being tortured at this point. Um, so. That doesn't really get anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, meanwhile, the uh, the the Iron Wing is it, the Iron Wing is the military force, not the name of the ship, right? I mm. think it's the military force. Yeah, it sounded so. Insane. So so Volcus's ship is trying to find out where they are. He's chief of the Iron Wing. I think is mentioned at one point. Well, it doesn't matter. Which it's, could be a ship chief. Which would be just the ship. Ship that's, chief. Well, yeah, that's like a that's a role. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, I just like the the phrase ship chief. Although, yeah. yeah. So but, it's okay. hard to say. It's hard to say. So they're looking. They're scouring. They've they've narrowed it down to like this this archipelago, um, and they're they're searching. Meanwhile, there's another ship which doesn't really get addressed, but I, apparently the baddies are just like always lurking in the back, and they just had this very weird like you know kind of food chain visualization of like pirate ship and then military ship and then, and then bad guys Star just, Fox, just yeah. constantly like, getting always bigger, bigger and fish. bigger and bigger yeah mm-hmm. um so they throw lanali volcus and pritz in the brig and i do want to mention though uh, for when they show that uh, enemy ship every time they they cut over to the enemies even though it's a lot of just reminding you that the enemies are there it's not the most effective use of like showing your villains it does do a great job of just hitting little flavor bits of what the final yeah. kind of act of this movie is going to look like with mm. these, because there's a little bit of like horror grossness. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot body of body horror, horror which yeah. I don't like. Oh, oh, I do. I don't know. I thought it's great. I, I love, I love something like that juxtaposed with like the brightness of the rest sure. of the yes. movie. Like it's not like a, as bad as Akira. Yeah, but it, like it gets there in some it, ways. Well, yeah, but I think I think that's what makes it so like monstrous and awful, right? It's sure. like. That it does push There's those limits. Unnatural horror. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this thing is so much worse. And, and all we're really getting the taste of it so far is the robots, the guy who's like a cyborg who's like decaying in his cyborg body and one of the giant brains that we saw in the vision well there's just one there's one brain. Yeah, oh yeah there is just one yeah. yeah it just looks different in two different shots yeah. but yeah this giant brain from a vision so while they're in the brig um lanali's butt starts glowing again and uh the 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 crystal comes back out of her yeah just chooses to decide that it's now it wants yeah. to while they're in jail and out from the crystal or because of the crystal's presence uh, appears this the small uh, friar type dude i thought it was like a little yeah, girl okay. at first he has like, a very like traditional like baby type face yeah I mean, he's like cherubish yeah 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 but like the animator with like the tiny little dot eyebrows right 
Uh, um, so we are introduced to another character, uh, Mead. Yeah, and it's he's spelled M I D. Right, but it's pronounced Mead. He's the grandson of one of the main characters. Yes, I couldn't he's, remember if they were saying he, he was is, one of the. So I think it would be, it would. Ha- how would you put an M on Sid? Because it's Sid's grandson. Mm. So Sid Mid. I would think mid. <laughs> yeah, it would be. That's that's how I interpret. But they say it. mead, which again might be like it's a virtualization issue. Yeah, um, it, and, and I mean, maybe also like Sid is supposed to be pronounced seed. For yeah, all we for know. all we know, that's a good <laughs> right. point. Yeah, but so mead, like we say, he's a character from Final Fantasy V. Um, basically, he is a ghost. He's a spirit. He's a spook, uh, as Pritz calls him at one yeah. point. Um, and he's here to like help them out. So like that's. That's and what he's he got does. this really great voice like this. Hi guys. <laughs> Hello, I I'm the I'm the spirit of the crystal. I'm a, I can't I'm a, I can't join uh, in because I only heard Japanese voices and I don't have enough. <laughs> we just do your fluent Japanese. Right, exactly. Yeah. Have, were there, was there anything that stood out about the voices of the characters so far for you? Like Um so I did I clicked through to just listen like to each character for a second um on the dubbed version and Rouge's voice in the Japanese version is so much more appealing than what you guys got it's tough i, I didn't hate rouge in this I, one I, I i distinctly enjoyed her character so much more because of the japanese voice to when i clicked over and listened to the the americanized voice and i was just like oh no yeah i mean they're they're all goofballs and they're yeah. pitched was, that way I, I think it was actually for seemingly a lot of no-name voice actors mostly pretty good uh, yeah. even the ones that were kind of meant to be a little bit annoying like prince had a had a very anime protagonist voice mm. but it wasn't like the worst in a way no, that was it was, like, it was done it well. his character that he yeah. was slightly annoying so i don't know i i, I like these these casting and, and, I, and i really like this guy with their little so, spirit so, buddy so this movie is obsessed about just establishing stupid love subplots yeah because we get a mead in her dialogue and he's oh right yeah he he it doesn't make Linali. any sense he's like oh no She's Linali in love with like me. me. It was like, you just met her, dude. Like, what? what? I'm a spirit. I can't give her what she needs. Also, you're... <laughs> also, <laughs> have not established ages for any of these characters. Like, Mead looks like he's like eight or yeah. something. He was well, he's a child when he, when he died. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. So... It, but I mean that. It's, yeah, this why one, he thinks she's in love with him? The, though. It's almost an aside because I don't know that it really ever comes back. Other than the fact that he like makes Prince jealous from time yes. to time. He, uh, but I think it's just a, a way of getting a peek into his character to learn sure. that he he's a child thinks he's, of himself in these ways. With the exception of Lanali, who is kind of she she ends up being a prop so often that she doesn't have a lot of interesting relationships with the other characters. Most of the characters do have interesting like relationships. Like yeah. Prince has a, has a I mean interesting relationships because they they're, they're off often antagonists. Well. Yeah. And 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 they they are annoyed in different ways between mm-hmm. each character. So it There's even just good moments where you get like Pritz is a warrior, Valkas is a warrior. And in like later in the final fight, they get to stand side by side. Yeah. And they're like, oh, they got a moment together, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, it's not just romance subplots. It's, it's like the ensemble really works. It's I mean, if this didn't even have to be Final Fantasy, but whatever this was, I would have loved this to be like a really like well produced TV show. Yeah, because there's so much that I like about the concepts here, even though the execution isn't perfect in the long run. Right. There's a lot of dings that we haven't. We've mostly been focusing on the positives. Yeah. Um, well, I think that says something. Like the well, fact that we've been wrapped up in the positives means that those dings that you're about to describe, often. yeah, yeah they're the, forgivable like, at least, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's it, the things that come to mind are all the, the all the good stuff. So, so Mead is laying out 
what the purpose of the crystals are, why it's important that they need to be restored. Um, he goes into about the the main villain who is let me get his name. It's oh, Death, already Death Genos is. <laughs> Well, the, there's a he hasn't. It's Rod Devil, Devil yeah. is his current form. So I don't think he ever says Rod Devil in the translation I was getting at this point. That's not till later in the movie for me. And and he is he is using the power of the crystals to become Death Giunos. Yeah. So this is like a weird thing. So X Death, his whole entire thing was that uh, X was the, was the villain of the game, the yeah. Final Fantasy V, and it was supposed to be like he is beyond death. He's immortal now, and so it's like a X Death is like a statement on his power. Sure. And I I don't know what Gionos means, but right. I imagine it's something similar where it's like death embodied or death well, that's, something that's, or that's, other. And that's what they kind of lay out is that he wants to be death incarnate and yeah. like the Lord of Oblivion. Yeah. Um, but essentially, he just wants to get all of the power crystals for his gauntlet and snap the universe back. <laughs> it's, well, actually, there's not really like there's no like after like he wants the crystals and become a god and then like that's it it's like well get it, crystals become god question mark question mark question mark profit for him maybe but it does say he wants to unmake the current universe as well oh okay so i assume that means like unmake it all and start a new universe which is i think some somebody I, might say that's familiar and they might say i am iron man <laughs> I, it's tough I, and i'm kanye West. there's there's not we're not ultimately given much depth on the villain, but what we are given of this, like, because the the elements of horror in this and the, 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 the spooky, weird other elements, those are, like, alien to the rest of this world. Yeah, he's not supposed to be a humanized villain. He's it, it, Yeah, I mean, it really does, like, have this invader quality that is sure. was really nice. So, so yeah. um, I also want to point out that... Uh, Mead also talks about how Linali's a descendant of bats. Yes, um, and how that's like it's. He kind of like implies some sort of like also reincarnation as well, like yeah. some sort of like you you hold their spirit within you and stuff. It's eh. and he's like it's you <laughs> and your loyal dog companion. Oh, he calls him a dog. Yeah, he yeah. Calls, oh, he's it's it. just follower in the translation. No, he's like loyal dog companion, oh. referring to Pritz. And yeah, Pritz is not happy about that. So yeah. so Pritz. Spends the rest of this scene kind of bitching and moaning about just random shit about being locked up, being That's called a, a dog. That's a lot more impactful than stuff. what I got. <laughs> well, it gets even better because Volkus goes, can someone shoot him and put him out of his misery? And I'm like, <laughs> like a dog? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. All right. So they plan an escape. So um, there's metal bars like like you like you do in, in, in prison cells. And... Uh, Pritz pisses Volkus off and tells him to try to rip one of the bars off or like bend it enough so that they can escape. And he does so, calls him a fatty or stuff. He calls him a fatty this entire movie. At this point, it's very much like it's it, Volkus doesn't give a shit, obviously, and he's just doing it to like that's the that's the nickname he's given him, basically. Yeah. Um so he pries the bars apart enough for them to escape, but Volkus can't because he's too big. And so they're able to get out. And I'm not sure what the next couple well, of steps are. They, like I know what the conclusion is. Right. It's so there's a couple things I know they hit. They have they end up discovering that there's a bomb filled dungeon, which is where the oh, motorcycle is. That, right. The 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 Cupid boy Mead Mid whatever his name is takes Cupid him to boy. find the motorcycle in the dungeon. Right. Which is where all the explosives are held as well. Right. And they ride around. There's like a huge chase scene that happens. Yeah. It's right. like in like the gummy bear like. 
shoots that they they ride around or on like underground. Kind of Temple of Doom esque, like yeah. yeah, just like a bunch of like little causeways over like bottomless pits. I mean, it's some pretty dramatic, uh, some pretty dramatic areas that they're We're driving. We're gonna in. gloss over. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, there there is this one like you know like uh, uh, what's his name mid appears in uh, the girl's lap and Prince. This is the reason they end up careening off of a cliff face is because he gets upset that this ghost is just hovering roughly in the vicinity of um, the the main female yeah. character's lap. And so he's not paying attention, drives off a cliff. They end up grinding along this crazy roller coaster thing. Yeah. The, the only time I've noticed it in the movie where they loop in it, they do an animation twice. Oh, really? One of the like spandex women comes up with a, with an axe or sword or something and swings oh, right. at them. Because it's like a, a circle. It's right. Like a it's big like a circuit. Yeah. They're, on. yeah they're, they're like grinding on this yeah, circle thing. It, she swings, they duck. And they do the exact same thing again where <laughs> another one comes, swings, duck. Yeah. And then, There's uh, some other times where they repeat uh, animations, but I can point them out when we get to them. Um, so ultimately, I don't know how they get there, but they get to like the. Well, they end up at the airship, and the yeah. the woman, uh, the the um, r- r- red oh. rouge, rouge, rouge is sitting there with with her cadre. Yeah, um, and the Iron Fleet ship has showed up because they were able to right. trace the signal of the the crystal. But also the the other gunners have shown up, the robot gunners, the 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 the, the right the, because they were they were going to have a standoff. Right, and this is where Volka says violence never solved anything. Trust me, I'm a military man. I know, it's, which is like just a great dismissal of like your life's work, like your career well, and your men that you oversee. Well, no, but especially knowing where he ends up in the end, that character is kind of a romantic. Like, like he's obviously explicitly romantic in regards to Rouge. Yeah, but he also like that. That is not a meaningless line in terms he, of where an, that character he's an ends optimist. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's a. He sees the world earnestly. Like he is a military man, but he also knows like military's not a good. Anyways, yeah, he he had pulled up and got there. Uh, these these robots are attacking, and in order to to get them away from the rest of us and let, give a chance to escape, Prince says, "I've got the wind crystal in me." Yeah, and then lures the ships down. And to the, so do you. He lures the, <laughs> the robots down to, the, to my sermon. He lures the the, the robot sh- gunships down into the bomb basement basically right. and commits suicide <laughs> he, yeah, he kills himself yeah, what he, should have been <laughs> it would have been a really cool exit for that character there's cool stuff that comes with him later but i was when i saw that happen i was like oh my god <laughs> this is fucking jimmy and timmy jimmy and tommy the lee brothers fucking yeah. exploding the the boat on and the getting out safely or on the, the la river yeah yeah. yeah or guile with his boat like like there's no there's no logical escape routes it's it, i mean let, let, like let's put this into perspective so he lures these robot gunships into a dungeon cellar right below this massive like mountain thing it's Mount, a room mountain so, island surrounded by these bombs on on the walls there's various repositories yeah. of, of hundreds right. of bombs it's like giant kegs of bombs he throws a grenade in this room and they immediately go off and he's surrounded by this ex- so if he if he escapes this explosion he also has to escape this towering cove mountain thing right. collapsing, collapsing. yeah but he does. <laughs> it's just, it's just, he just did it. You know what? He just, just like the dwarves going in the barrels. He just topped into a pot <laughs> and made it out. He rolled a lot of twenties. <laughs> God damn it! That's it. There it is. <laughs> that's like, that's like, you know how people treat like in like Fallout games, like oh luck. That's my dump stat. Like this, this guy's like no all luck. Everything. This is a DM who doesn't know how to tell a player that it and something can't be done. Right. This is a DM who is. Has that like that? Ah, yeah, that night, try that, it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't. They don't like telling a player no. 
which sure. is sometimes you just got to be able to do it as a DM mm-hmm. for those good story beats. This would have been a perfect time for his death, but it worked out in the end, I think. So this is kind of the, the end of the second chapter. Um, we have everyone aboard either the pirate ship or the, the iron wing ship, and then they realize that Fritz survived the fight or survived the explosion. And so they recover him and they are going to go to the tycoon palace mm-hmm. to meet with the blue mage because the blue mage and the queen no shit i think this is the first kind of lull in it for me where it's yeah this, the, it had a really well, they need, high point they need a dip right to like yeah, yeah. before kind of the reset final act. stakes before you raise it up was again reasonable but other so, than character interactions here, so we can go really quick with yeah, it then. yeah yeah we so, did get some rouge valka stuff here that yeah. was good right because she's like in chains and he's like dying yeah. <laughs> inside he's just like twitching with his desire to let her free he and he's also monologuing about it yeah <laughs> i'm a military man damn it i have responsibilities with and my duties duty. yeah. and then <laughs> and then they just get a communique from the queen's like oh let her go yeah and it's like she'll be the guest of the queen from here on. but there's this part where he like looks at the telegram they got and then looks up and he's just like hmm. he's very pleased <laughs> like, like, finally everything's coming up Valkus. <laughs> <laughs> so they they arrive at the palace this is this is your your uh uh i was about to say riverdale your uh what the fuck's the place called R- riven riven so, that's, i know you're riven talking Ford. about rivendell rivendell yeah. city yeah yes. why couldn't i get there Fucking riverdale. The so they this is their riverdale moment where they uh um they they bring the, the, the they bring the band together and you have the the wise and people and the and the and yeah, the leaders being like, you Blue need to go Mage do on here, this. The queen is here. You go on this quest and save because otherwise, everything's fucked if you don't do this. What was the joke where the queen comes out and at first she looks like she's a giant, but we yeah, all know it's they just do her this silhouette. Wizard of Oz shit. Yeah. where they project her shadow. But then on the she curtain. the curtain opens and she's just a normal person. And Pritz and Rouge. Well, Pritz is seen first, like full bowing, bowing. And like Lenali's like, hey, stop! You're embarrassing me, basically. And then the camera pans over, and Rouge is doing it too. What? What are we? What well, is that? So right before, <laughs> so they they walk down this big, uh, you know, throne room, right? And Rouge is casing the place. Yeah, she's like, I can steal that, I can steal that, yeah. I can steal that. So I think it's like to seem more gracious than she actually is, because if she seems like very respectable, uh, but she seems nervous or, or like. Yeah, when she looks like up, this I don't character know. has a presence or something that makes even her disrespectful. You know what I'm thieving. gonna say? Anime. Yeah, mm. I couldn't figure out what the like. It must be a cultural thing, but like something there doesn't seem to translate so, as a joke. But it felt like it was supposed to be a joke. So they get their whole explanation. They said, "This is this is the dealio. This is what you got to do." Um, and Rouge, you're in this too. Well, it's specifically, it's like, hey, all of you can go down. And you can wake the flying dragon because right. that will help you. Um, it's the and, god symbol of the of Tycoon City. And Rouge is like, not me. I'm out. And they're like, okay, you, you're free to go unless you want this showcase prize room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's just tons of gold. And now they're sure what she's won. Yeah. And so she's in like immediately, which and, she's our Han Solo, which really. Valkus takes as like, oh, well, because Valkus at first when she says, I'm not really interested. Valkus is like, oh, you're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Dude, have you not been reading the room? Yeah, not at all. He hasn't. 
but he is very pleased to find out that she's yeah. down for the gold. He interprets her her gold lust as her being a noble spirit willing to mm. actually or maybe just regular lust. It. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. He'll, he'll interpret lust however he can. Um, so we now get surprise attack from the, the enemy forces. You get a bunch of oh, yeah. bunch Attacking of the city. bunch of robot ships coming back down, a lot of them. And yeah. this is where they repeat animations because there's literally a part where like it's the big fleet, a couple of them get shot out. One of the robot ships shoots like a laser beam and then it cuts to two of the Iron Fleet ships rising up and shooting their guns. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, like 5 or 10 minutes later, they do that exact same yeah. pairing of animations. But so uh those forces, so the forces of Volcus and um, uh, Rouge go to their respective ships, and they are going to uh, hold off mm-hmm. the 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 villains. While as Pritz, Mead, and Lenali are going to go down and descend into the bottom of the temple, because um, there's a temple here, by the way, and uh, find the the dragon. And so they do that, and they are like uh, attacked by some of the ships that come down there. There's like this giant causeway. It's like the snake bridge in Dragon Ball. It's just like this endless bridge, and there's clouds all around it. And it's like, oh, better not fall. We're dead forever. Um, and so that all happens. They have this huge kind of kerfluffle with, with one of the ships. And they do fall. Mm-hmm. They fall off the side. And they land. They go down, 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 down. And there's sand. And so they hit the sand, and we're like, hooray, we didn't die, even though that's not how <laughs> right, that works. Physics doesn't make any sense here. <laughs> right, but okay. like, like it's in, the, the sand's packed together, so it'd be like hitting concrete, but right. never mind. Um, sand will save you. So they go. there's this little temple. Apparently, they didn't have to walk across this fucking giant bridge. That's the, the temple was in the bottom of the thing. And so mm-hmm. they go down there, and... Uh, is, did, did, does Lenali do the thing again? There's a thing that happens. Let me, let me take again. over. Please do. So leading up to this, there is a little bit of like, we shouldn't go wake a dragon. It could kill us. And she touches her yin yang and she's like, oh, wait, I remember my grandfather saying, if you go to Tycoon and uh, the city of the dragon god, you'll be fine. Uh, so that must mean that the dragon god is fine. So they go down with, you know, get down there. And they're trying. They see this thing sticking up out of the water, right? Water <laughs> in the middle of this underground lake, and they're like, "How are we going to get to it?" And like instantly, uh, Pritz starts stripping down. He's like so excited to I'm get his clothes take off. Take a swim, yeah. So he takes off all of his clothes and starts swimming across there, doing his impulsive Pritz thing. And while he's doing that, uh, Mid says, "Hey, look at this." And Lenali brushes some sand away, and there is the symbol of the dragon god in the sand. And she stands on it, and it starts to glow, and then her butt starts to glow. Her body is, like, forced into bent-over position so that light can rocket out of her ass. (laughs) Just, it looks painful, honestly. (laughs) Like, it is a violent reaction. That light shoots out of her butt and hits the thing that's sticking up out of the water, which then rises up to reveal that it is a giant like Southeast Asian statue head. Right. Um, that Pritz has just gotten to, so he's holding on to making his journey out there completely pointless because as that rises up, also a bridge rises up. Sensing a theme here of yeah. Pritz doing something super overly com- complicated that he doesn't need to do. Right. He had no need to go out there naked, but he did it. Doesn't understand Occam's razor. Um, and then they go inside that thing. And what happens in here? They find 
Uh, at first, Pritz is like, there's no dragon in here. It's just a painting of one. This is dumb. <laughs> and then Lanali says, oh, wait, you're the dragon. And the camera pans. And there's this tiny little, like, featherless plucked chicken thing. <laughs> like, looks like a dying baby bird. The animators really wanted to get their practice in with featherless birds. Yes. Yeah. So it's this tiny little green horned dragon but has the features of a baby bird um and uh she's she's like all doting and you know cooing with it and she knows it's the she knows it's the dragon and then a a piece pieces of broken statue float into the room this part kind of scared me (laughs) like this just is very scaring visage so it's like this half form still collecting little shards of rock with a red human with one orb. red eye yeah yeah because the red orb came out from one of the enemy ships and i guess it like oh that's right it yeah floated down here you're it, right is there like like a uh like group wireless. consciousness like is this wireless data oh, okay yeah. yes yeah. just yeah. on wi-fi those protocols five. were very effective <laughs> he bought so much white space bluetooth I mean, on all the rocks if you <laughs> imagine in a, in a fantasy world where most civilizations are not high tech you probably don't have to worry about any kind of security, security. Coding. Yeah. you can you can just maximize <laughs> just free data right. just like just the fucking wild west yeah on the spectrum uh full so, like udp protocol just just maximum tra- packet transfer right so right. this is where for the first the time fattest pipes in my movie he introduces himself as raw devil he says uh, i am raw devil yes. i am the being that will become death Genos, and i am taking the crystals i have the other three you're the last one um uh pritz pulls out his sword chops this guy to shit and like all the rocks explode everywhere they grab the dragon they start to run out he reforms around lanali well first he or, zaps, yeah, her zaps her first you're right with, uh, yeah. with the red eye and it, like paralyzes her and then reforms her. around her pritz has no way to deal with it Pritz, Pretz, Pretz, whatever. Pretzel. Pretzel. Freddie Pritz Jr. Yeah, Freddie Pritz Jr. Can't handle watching Lanali get captured. She floats away. He shimmies up the side of the giant wall bridge as if, like, He's no trouble. Catch, yeah. So he, he keeps up with him. He, like, floats up. The, 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 the raw devil floats up into the air, and he, like, shimmies up the wall and then jumps at him, but, like, jumps too low and misses. This is the first time he rolled something other than a one or a 20. He rolled like an 18 here, but yeah. it just wasn't enough. Sure. It was it's pretty good. I, I like that this character can do just about anything if it's heroic, uh, but he's not guaranteed to succeed. So like if he wants to like run up a wall because he needs to and it's heroic, he'll, he'll do it. If he sure. needs to go find a pirate ship to get to get into a temple, he'll find one. All right. He didn't he didn't use his sword on uh Raw Devil's rock form. He used just a bomb. He just straight up threw a bomb at it and exploded it. Um, so then what happens next? Uh, the He like laughs and takes her away. Yeah, and then all the, the, the fleet retreats because they got what they wanted. And that's the end of like, oh, this chapter. But how does our dragon do Get his Pokemon big. evolution? Yeah. Isn't like he this gets, encounter is what... Like, yeah, he got stressed out. <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn at some point Lanali like rode the big dragon too. I'm, but something I is missing so. here. I, either way, at some point the dragon gets big. Because only Mead and... Uh, Pritz witnessed the dragon getting big. Well, yeah. no, no, well, yes, but then Rouge and Volkus comment on it. Where they're like, "Oh, they actually did it! Holy crap!" Yeah, 
Uh, and that's I, when they emerge out of the. Yeah, the yeah. and I they thought like they chase both down emerged, some yeah. of the ships and blow them up or something. Do they hit them? Do they I don't scare remember. them away? Either way, I, I think remember. we can pivot to what the final act is, which is that they're going to take these ships. They're going to take this dragon. They're going to go to the fucking moon. They're going to go to the fucking moon. Yeah. They're going to confront the big baddie who's got the all the crystals. Now. Got the He's got the full gauntlet. Yeah. Um, so. yeah, but it's not an infinity gauntlet. It's infinity light bulbs, because <laughs> he puts the crystals inside of these light bulbs in this huge mechanism, and then he puts some glucose in there. There's literally like a subtitles like put the glue close in the oh. in the chamber sugar will activate this yes. at some point we do also get like the 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 final kind of snippet of of mead's story where he t- where he sh- talks about his grandpa and like how he died yeah and the the thing that I, like i love his death it was so like quick and, and like the, the the he was meeting with um raw devil basically or he saw raw devil and he was like confronting him he's like no you can't take my grandpa or whatever right taking his brain which we'll get to in a minute i'm sure but Raw Devil, it, like, sees this kid just like shouting at his eight year old, just pew, little <laughs> tiny laser beam dead. goes straight through his heart, dead. And it's so brutal. Like, yeah, it's simple but brutal. And yeah. I loved it. We it should was, clarify that a little bit because Raw Devil wanted Sid's brain because Sid had like unlocked the knowledge of like how to harness the mm-hmm. crystals. And yeah. he's like, no, no one needs, no, no one needs this. Like, yeah. Ever. yeah. You don't get to tell anybody about so, this. So oh, he, he was on his deathbed and he's like, just destroy all my research. Just, we don't need it. Also, the gyroscope thing is like in his laboratory. Nice. See that in the in the background. Nice from um, those titles. So yeah. So everybody gonna go to the moon to go save Linali and save the day. So <laughs> apparently the ships can't go into space, which makes sense. Um. So the dragon can go into space, which makes sense. <laughs> well, they're airships. Yes, they're not spaceships. There ain't no air in space. An air and space museum. Thank you, Simpsons. <laughs> the dragon can go into space. The dragon's fine. So the dragon tows the pirate ship and the Iron Fleet ship into space. That's to make sense. Um, there's this great scene where they get outside it's of so the good. orbit of the space, and Rouge and all of her crew members are pressing their faces against the window and go, "Oh my gosh, the planet is round!" Yeah, yes, I love right. that. That's such an unnecessary <laughs> but solid joke. But why shouldn't characters be like <laughs> super in awe ignorant? Of, yeah, and that too, right? Yeah, you wouldn't have education. It doesn't make sense. They have flying machines like the heliocentric model and around Earth came way before we whoa, could whoa, whoa. manage. We this is they're not just this repurposing is machines. <laughs> this is planet Earth. And planet also R. those machines could have been from a previous civilization. They get them running. They know how to make uh, them work. The propagation of technology is completely different in this setting. Yeah. Because of I magic, know. first of I all. G- I got but it. Here's, the best that what Rouge explains. Yeah, so, Go so, ahead. Well, I'll just I'll, I'll prop you up for it. One of them is like, well, where did we live? And then one of them says, oh, maybe down there on the bottom of the planet. And, and she's Rouge like, says, no, we have to live on the top. Otherwise, we'd fall off. And they still don't <laughs> understand gravity. But they, oh, it's it's this is phenomenal to me because it's not a it's not a perfectly written thing, although it's got a lot of like, re- no, like, it's really good. Like it's it's like an amazing like little character nugget and so and many things would fall short of having a scene like this there's so many times where characters go to space for the first time in a thing and they and don't it's have like wonderment unexciting yeah. yeah oh well like i mean i mean i know we keep bringing up mcu shit please do but i mean <laughs> uh must there an mcu podcast no god no end game when they all go <laughs> to Jesus space Christ. Or? yes i think the best shot in that entire fucking movie is captain america is just captain being like, america's eye yeah where it's just all the space like zooming past his eye because this guy fucking grew up in the 40s yeah <laughs> like he grew up in the 
Please. It was a really subtle use. I, I kind of almost wanted more, but what they did use there, that was a beautiful shot of, of Cap A. But uh Oh, Captain A. America's Amer- ass. Am- Americanize me, Captain. So they don't stay in space for very long in this. You're right. They, they run into a thunderstorm, a lightning storm. <laughs> in space. <laughs> no, I mean, they're, they're in planet. Well, it's like, okay, like the, the, it's like the moon's like atmosphere. Okay. It's right. like this yes. kind of stormy atmosphere. Right. And there's like, hey, the dragon's taking us right into the storm. Or that's what Ritz says. And then <laughs> Volkus is like, he knows what he's doing. And then immediately struck by lightning. Yeah. <laughs> and then and, disabled, turned back into small version. Everyone falls. Yeah. And this is the point where I was having a little bit of a struggle with the humor. They didn't know how to put the brakes on it ever. And, and I was sure. like, this is a very epic scene. And you've had a little bit of a cheeky wonderment moment. Now let it get epic. And it. It felt like this was a really unnecessary punctuation. I mean, the dragon obviously would have been a problem well, if they had a big, powerful dragon. Humor but... versus, like, backed up against humor. Yeah. There was no chance for us to need another... There's... It's it's a, it's definitely the biggest break. ding in the movie for me, where it's just, like, it doesn't you know how to... In. It doesn't know how to, like, have the... Like, the sine wave of humor and seriousness is not sure. very good. There's not a good right. flow of it. Yeah. But, it's not it's not harmonized. But we still end up ultimately getting to the point where this the the, the feeling of this climax, the atmosphere, right. is pretty drenched in like holy shit. So it's, we ha- we have drenched in holy shit. <laughs> it is. Wow. <laughs> Just give me a big old slop and cover of holy shit. It's it's such a it's such a cool with everything you with chips. So the dragon gets <laughs> bananas. The dragon is struck by lightning, which obviously makes the dragon small, and they crash land. Well, I don't think the lightning directly made him small. I think it's his like injury. Yeah. The lightning made him small, Dylan. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you have happens. played Final Fantasy V, and I, I have not. So I have no idea. But but what they the planet they land on the moon. This is not in Final Fantasy V. The moon has like a modern like 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 yeah, there's skyscrapers on it. Skyscrapers, and it's all like twisted, you know, right. t- destroyed Some like, like phantom dust shit. Yeah, it's it's such a cool setting it's to just be the setting. Rad. Like it's like it's, this world has implied history. We don't know about it. The characters don't have any like any kind of concept concept of what this, these roads are. Right. And it, I don't know. It just like uh, that that was like a weirdly like this struck like my 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 mythology brain right in the juicy yeah. spot. I, I know like it. Eldritch horror normally like has a sci-fi sci-fi slant but not to it. Generally like this. I mean there's things like the Great Race of the Yith which have like technology beyond our right. means, but mostly it's like But there's like I mean as much as I usually don't like anime anime has such a like reverence for like other fiction. Well, other fiction but specifically like displaying technology. Like I could watch like fucking like anime depictions of like transistors and wires oh, yeah, and shit yeah. for forever cuz whenever right they slice open a robot like there's always like that 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 arc of electricity and you see all the wires and like there's there's this great attention to detail with like very thin line art yeah, and I always love that shit. There's a lot of like small technological. There's like you'll see like metal piping like just sticking out of a stone wall here and there in the setting. So it, it the whole entire time there is this kind of like bl- good blend of like stony ruins, but also like modern tech or yeah. industrial tech. Sure. And uh, but but this yeah this this is suddenly now you're you're in the uh, a wasteland of a modern world, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Um. So meanwhile, we have Raw Devil still absorbing the power and going all freaky friday <laughs> akira on us because he's yeah because he's literally like he's just a pile of like flesh pudding in this like like fucking it's like you That's know apt. you remember the you know the seat you know the saucers the seats in uh 
in in the Senate in Revenge of the Sith, where they're like those metal oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah, open yeah, tops. Yeah, yeah. It's like mm-hmm. him inside one of those, and he's got like a breathing mask, like a breathing apparatus, and like half of his face is like kind of metallic, and then half of it's flesh, and he has like a cone head kind of look to him. And he's just like this super fucked up thing. It's like someone mashed up like Darth Vader with the master from Fallout One with like you know, fucking, like, the final act of Akira. And it's super yeah. fucked up. And then, like, he starts, like, pulsing and, like, it's so growing. Gross. Like, like, Cronenberg little... monsters out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hulk. Absolutely. Like, watching his midsections sort of connect, because he's got, like, that, that disc thing, like, like, like you talked about. He has, like, a spinal column with, yeah. like... And then, flesh. like, that fills in with organic pieces that are, like, drooping down Columns and, like, expanding. Flesh, yeah. It's so gross, but, but I love it. They don't focus on it too much, because, yes. like, it, when they focus on it too much... I'm just like, I'm out. I'm like, I can't. I thought it was well executed. It's, uh, well, it, I love that we can have that in the same movie that we had like smiley face grenades. You know? yes. And it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel out of place. All of these things have been slowly put together in a way that somehow I believed them flying. I didn't really question them flying across space with the dragon airships. It was just like, yeah, okay, they're doing that now. Yeah, dur- yeah. During this like unveiling his final form kind of thing, w- there's naked trolls. Yeah. <laughs> which speak the same language as the robots have we seen them anywhere else in the movie before this scene there might have been like a, a, a shot, shot but that, that came out of nowhere for me they're just like literally look like green D trolls but they have breasts it does feel like a simple kind of theory is that these were the inhabitants of this world this, this moon the moon yeah and they've been ruined maybe by this person maybe yeah. by Ron maybe Devil. by their breasts maybe <laughs> they do they have very uh, Dylan, is this a statement on covering up breasts? <laughs> because free the nip, Dylan. <laughs> or whatever. Live free. Live free, thank you. Um, so we have... So so the the, the ship crashes. The, the Iron Fleet ship crashes. Um, the, the pirate ship is in complete disarray. They, they have to stay and repair it. So our party of um, four. So our party of Volkis, Rouge, Rouge Mid... Vol- and uh, Pritz, obviously. Right. And uh, they are going to take the Iron Fleet ship with, I guess, the rest of the crew members. The well, the crew, crew members are also like, hey, repair this ship and take no, care but, of this dragon. But the Volkus's crew, like the pirate crew is helping. I don't remember Volkus's crew doing much. Well, isn't Volkus's crew, don't they get the little little planes? Am when, I crazy? Because I don't remember this. Well, anyways. I'm, they, yeah, there's it's, a, it's enough that I could have missed something, too. There's, there's a, a suicide run. Is basically what they're gonna do. They're uh, gonna bum rush, raw devil, and just hit him where it oh, hurts. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they. <laughs> that's that's right before. So they're on the other ship. They're on the iron. Yeah, wing. They they, they both ships went down when the dragon got right. disabled, and then now they have to repair the the pirate ship. But the other one is still fine. So they lift that one up and just go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for where yeah. Raw Devil is, and they know where he is and because like, Mead can sense his grandfather's presence. So somehow in the battle, uh, Rouge takes a tiny little scratch on the top of her breast, right? Which Volkus rages about. He's like, "They've hurt you," and she's like, "No, really, it's fine." And he's like, "Full speed ahead!" Well, he takes out because there are ships like flying right outside the window that just got shattered open from that, and he just takes out his two SMGs. And he's like, Aah! "Yeah," <laughs> he rambos them. Yeah, and then but then he's like, "We're taking this ship and crashing it into that thing." Right. And and the the like actual commander of the ship is like, "No, you're not." And well, he's, he's like, the second command. Well, okay. Even All though right. he's older, so he's, I would assume yeah, he had seniority. Right, but no, he doesn't have the rank. 
So he's like, no, don't do that. And then Pritz is like, if he tells you to do it, you do it. <laughs> and somehow that works. And they ram into it. So they well, but they don't because they don't get well, there. Right. So they all they they floor the, the ship at it at Rod Devil because now he's becoming this like giant form, like floating in the air. He's like this like you like know building up, size. He's a torso up of this giant thing. And where's our um protagonist girl at? She's somewhere in the mechanism, I think. She's still yeah. mixed in there. Yeah, okay. yeah. I wasn't sure she's, when she gets she's out. She's captured with the other crystals. So they 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 are they are flying full speed there, and then uh, Vulcan's like, everyone head to the stern, and so they run to the to the back of the ship, and um, uh, Raw Devil manages to shoot down the ship. The ship crashes. They get out. They're all fine. They're kind of scrambling, fighting on the ground a bit, and then Mead can hear his grandfather Sid from the giant device that raw devil is becoming and he's like oh my grandfather's there like his brain is still there that's right and then he's like i know what to do and just zooms out to to handle shit and he says like uh, run away (laughs) get out of here oh shit but before he does that they're like no don't do that it was like you'll be hurt he's like you forget i'm I'm already already dead." dead And so he like I don't know what he does because it's all happening like in the background. It's it's really weird though because he he maintains that same weird nasally monotone, but he's saying things like "Oh God, no, <laughs> stop, uh, get get out, you guys gotta I get out of here. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." <laughs> uh, pain. Kind of turning into Zach Galifianakis's cousin <laughs> character where he's like, "Oh, y'all want to get some snacks." <laughs> Uh, it, 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 but I, I can't even remember where this leads to. But what happens as a result of him going in there? Well, so like Rod Devil gets somewhat disabled. Like he's mm-hmm. still very powerful. But but um, Lenali is freed. Pritz sees Lenali and he's like, Lenali, he's like, you're back. And I don't know what's going on yeah, with Lenali. I don't understand <laughs> they this. They don't explain this very well. At all. But apparently she's like possessed yeah. by Rod Devil still. Yeah. And she beats the shit. Yeah. She throws an elbow. She punches him. And then the worst part is once he's like knocked down, she does this like little very airy light leap over his face, lands, and then like Street Fighter move like levitates and kicks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like on his face, hops off. And then repeats it, <laughs> leaps back onto him and does a few more. Just like, that wasn't enough. I need to pummel your face a few more times. And good job on the voice actor on this. Because when they cut the oh prince talking, like, it sounds like the like the voice actor talks. It doesn't sound like, oh, I'm muffling my voice. It's like, oh, it like literally sounds like your voice is filled. Your, your mouth, mouth is filling with blood. From Nick's expression, it seems like it was the same in the Japanese it version. It was. It was so good. That I was honestly like, is this a fucking like major plot twist? Is she like the uber villain now? Did, right. she, did Raw Devil download himself into sure. her? Did she become the death gynecologist? Did well, what happened? Did you say the death gynecologist? I could, I can't remember the exact name, but <laughs> can that be the name of this episode? Is that how that works? I can't remember. How um, we name episode death, death Gionos or whatever. Um, Gionos. <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, this is a big turn. And then for some reason, <laughs> maybe it's just like, I'm going to float up to her and I'm going to puff in her face. <laughs> she burps. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, what happened? Everything's fine now. Like, Mead, you saved me. He's like, yes. 
Yeah, totally me. I did that. Also, what happened to your boyfriend? Uh, no, or well, not boyfriend, but to Pritz, and he's like stomped nearly to death, and she's like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah someone it's so casual one of the baddies came by and really yeah totally tore it into him so I, I don't have any idea what the purpose of that scene was again i think comedy but it's so off and like breaks the flow of what's happening there i, I think that obviously gave us a lot to talk about so yeah it's weird of the death gynecologist yeah <laughs> I, I think ultimately as best positively we've been the problem with this movie is that it's a lot of really great ideas that are not always coherent used the right way. Or, 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 or yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't lead from one scene to another perfectly. The rhythm, the pace is off often. And so then they get attacked again by the only time I think one of the troll things actually tries to attack one of them. And they kill it like it's nothing. Yeah, like it's his, non-effort. Get sword. your breasts out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Rod Devil rises up, or maybe he's now in full death gyno form. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he rises death back OBGYN. up. Death OBGYN. So they go into battle together. And this is where we get that moment I mentioned earlier with Volkus and Pritz, like, standing side by side. And I was it just something about, like, the two warriors who neither one of them is necessarily better than the other one. And they're sure. both going toe to toe with this indomitable force. I love that moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's tough because definitely, like the atmosphere was cooler than like the that this guy didn't necessarily for having been able to just one shot uh, Mead in that flashback. Uh, he doesn't necessarily show anything that's he beats them up for sure and he yeah. crushes them, but it feels like he could have smacked them down. Except that I guess our characters are like level ninety nine at this point, so yeah. they're able yeah. to withstand. Yeah, yeah. they really grinded for a yeah. bit. We just needed a few like uh like like pop-up texts that say like miss or whatever or like yeah. some health bars at the bottom to show <laughs> active <laughs> battle meter filling yeah. up yeah uh, now i can summon another chocobo which does happen right. shortly yeah um uh but so another moment i really like in this fight though is in that moment where volcus and pritz rush at him and fight together uh volcus gets or they both get knocked back covered in rubble yeah and rouge who has been very one-sided this whole time receiving all of volcus's attention she runs up and is like volcus are you okay and it's like pulling rubble off of him and like it's like oh the first hint that there's something mutual mm-hmm. here and it's not just him right. like obsessing over a pretty girl and then she blows him a kiss yeah and that's when we get the nose whistle yeah so good like it's like a just full a little... unzoom in his face his kiss the entire screen is his face yeah <laughs> like nickelodeon style yeah. <laughs> nick <laughs> jr turns, yeah. turns bright red yeah um, I, I really like that they paid that off a little bit and didn't make him just like a weird guy like he's mm-hmm. you know she's she's got a thing for him too right so this this fight is basically kind of nearing its conclusion. Like they're they're attacking Deskyunos. They are um, kind of slicing parts of him off. Like mm-hmm. there's a like semi like a biomechanical hand that comes down and tries to crush Pritz, um, and then electrocutes him within the hand, and then he escapes. Yeah, and then they try again. He chops the hand off, um, and then I'm not exactly sure how he gets from this this form to the next. The well, he's just like their their assault has just taken him down. Yeah, and yeah. he's just collapsing, and then he just turns into like a literal like flying dinner plate of fleshy <laughs> yeah. goo, and just rushes at Pritz, and Pritz just yeah, final hit takes him out. 
Where was the million chocobos? She like summons a bunch of chocobos. Right, because she's she does her summoning hand movement again. But she's like leveled up so many times right. now. And she's she's like spells. summon it, and it's literally like instead of a chocobo, it's like just a bunch of golden chocobos with like golden beams of light that just like fly. Yeah. At Raw Devil Deathkiunos and just assault him. Yeah. And that's but, probably like the last, the final I, thing. I feel that like that was. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it falls in in the sequence, yeah. but. But they destroy him is the point like together and that's that's what you want in a final fight too you don't just want like now it's time for the warrior to stand alone like that's such a cliche of like no, ah this is my fight stand alone yeah and that godsmack music plays <laughs> yeah. that's our next movie godsmack <laughs> would fit in our next movie so well <laughs> but so, no it's like everything came together very nicely i, yeah. I really enjoyed it yeah so they they defeat death Gionos. They they get the crystals back. They restore them back to their rightful places. They leave these re- open-breasted orcs to wallow in misery on a, <laughs> on on their, a horrible world on their destitute planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and they well, go they home. Were, they were surviving there somehow. <laughs> yeah. And so everyone goes back to you know what they were doing before. Uh, the the blue mage and the queen go back to their palace. Um, the well, grandfather, the grandfather, and. Uh, they're uh, all back in their hometown. The they all go back and they're are... riding the boat back out and they're telling grandfather about the story. And then Rouge shows up in the airship and like, oh, you back to stealing again, Rouge? And she's like, yeah, I got another mouth to feed. <laughs> and then Valkus, who has decided to leave his cushy military career to become Rouge's gimp, <laughs> shows up behind her. The way you say it makes it sound like it's not romantic. <laughs> this I mean, is a beautiful moment. And it's also like the closing moment of the movie, which I love because yeah. these, these, this is like the, the two most kind of, I don't know, not relatable, but lovable characters in a way. Yeah. And that their relationship has, well, we don't know if it's like a full on relationship or not. Whatever it is, it makes both of them happy. Yeah. And right? I like to like, believe that's, that's relationship, all that matters. domination. Who yeah, can say? But if he they're is happy wearing, with it, who cares? He is Vulcan's big muscular man is wearing that two piece though. That yeah. that you know leather like pure black leather type thing with like the i guess the uh, uh, an adaptation of a jolly roger like for this world because mm. like crossbones with like some symbol up top it is uh just a lovely send-off <laughs> though and i think that's the that is like the last moment it like shows some like panic shots of the environment well it shows and, prince and, like, with his mouth down the river agape, oh, just for, like looking, so long like, just watching He's, the ship go away his mouth is no animation just still shot of him looking on looking in shock yeah 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 oh man i was surprised you guys like this movie as much as you did well what i like about it aside from weird moments here and there is that it had a plot structure that introduced characters where you know who these characters are right like Right. right off the bat every character you meet you're not like trying to figure things out in a way that's distracting it's not like like samurai showdown where it's just like shoving people down your throat just like to get to forward the plot it it used archetypes in the right way i would say where it's like a little bit cliche but it's arch fiend (laughs) no but i mean that that i think is like the biggest distinguishing difference between this and like any of the movies we've watched so far I, i like i think this is the first of these video game movies that had a sense of how characters drive story yes uh, because a lot of it was super artificial in other movies. Double Dragon, super artificial brotherly relationship. You hate the brothers in that. Mario, like... And also, they would swap... Like, there was like, I'm the serious brother. I'm the goofy brother. Except oh, yeah. if the moment needed them to be the goofy brother and the serious brother opposite. And sure, people have a dynamic like that sometimes, but I feel like it was it was like distracting in those yeah. films. 
Whereas this, like everybody was playing the part that you wanted them to be and see how they follow forward with it. All of the kind of character motivations in Mortal Kombat were super shallow. And even though I love that movie, it's not a character driven movie. You have good, well cast characters for those characters, but that's just because you like those characters fighting th- things. Street Fighter 2 anime kind of came the closest to having something that was like, I don't know, charming. Right. In the weird Guile Chun Li like pairing. I still find that creepy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree. But but I don't know. Also, I, I I think it was creepy, but it was also the best part of Street Fighter. But that said, what <laughs> they do here, like this movie, except for Linali, Linoleum, like the Linoleum. The, 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 the the ensemble is like a joy to watch most of the time. Yeah, and I think if it had been if it had been better paced with humor, if it had had a better sense of how to let drama linger, if it had a better sense of like when to like really sting with consequence. I would have given it more than a two out of ten. I think. <laughs> I think. I think you can really attribute the 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 starting point of like how well this movie resonates with you guys. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy it too, so I'm not saying I, I dislike it. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that they did choose to be like, okay, this is a side story. This is a continuation of a pre-existing story. This isn't... That doesn't have any bearing on me. No, no, no. I'm saying that, like, creatively, like, if I were a writer and someone came to me and was like, hey, we want you to adapt Assassin's Creed or Uncharted or X, Y, or Z thing. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to sit down and play this video game. And then try to figure out how to make that game And just rewrite that game. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, they're like, no, that that, that story exists. You You can experience that story. What if we did something beyond that? And that's what's... They were free to make up their own characters. Right. And I'm saying that, like, they're starting from a point... They're starting from, like, a very good creative point. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that all the decisions coming after that it's actually, aren't I, bound to it's an existing structure. weird because I don't think they had much of a start, creatively speaking. Uh, there's not a lot in this movie that makes it a Final Fantasy V sequel. Almost nothing. There's, it certainly there's, feels like a Final Fantasy movie, though. It yeah, I, I, mean, I think for this first yes. for small elements, I, I I can see it in like the crystal stuff, the Yoshitako Amano like hairstyles and some of the clothing and some of the faces, but also but, the the weird mix of magic and tech, the yeah, explore the yeah. world plot, the always ends with a. Uh, the like, final boss that what, transforms or and some it's, sort. It's yeah. like a higher detailed image yeah, than okay. everything else right. before it. Like you get into those original games and you're like, why does this have such like extra depth to it because it's I, it's so much more i guess what's weird the, is gets the whole that half of the screen whereas yeah. this one has to be split between exactly. four party members. it makes more sense as a standalone final fantasy than a sequel to final fantasy 5 i guess is what sure. I, I think Th- I'm that saying. I, yeah i'm just I, agree. a lot of the the, the lip service final fantasy 5 is just that it's yeah. just like and having oh, ancestors never played final fantasy 5 i didn't even know it was a sequel until after the movie when i was yeah. looking up stuff about it i will say it's interesting though because it felt so final fantasy to me and I looked up like the critical response, and a lot of the criticism was, "This isn't a Final Fantasy movie. This isn't even a video game movie. This is nothing." And like, it, it, it was not well received in its time. Um, if, I had, if I was a kid when I watched this, this is the kind of movie I feel like I would have watched a yes, lot if I had yeah. it on VHS. Yeah. I feel like this is the kind of movie our uncles Joe and I would have showed us if they mm-hmm. had it. Like, it's just it's right in yeah. the wheelhouse of weird fantasy that they loved and passed on to us. Joe, you mentioned you would have watched this video a lot if you had it on VHS as a kid. Did you did your version have video calibration pop up at certain points during the video? Oh, I wow. don't remember that. I did. So. I was it only happened twice. It wasn't like every 5 minutes or something, but I sat there and there was just video calibration 
blinked on the screen and then like the you know there's a little shifting of the centering of the of oh, the wow. video and stuff um it was a non-pivotal scene so it wasn't like a big deal i i do think um we watch these movies extremely legally thank you very much the 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 the, the kind extremely of extremely legally <laughs> super We're legal su- we have a lawyer with us at all times extra legal he's sitting right over there and he wears sunglasses <laughs> So it's I, I guess uh, the argument for it to kind of not feel like Final Fantasy is that so many of the things that are kind of traditionally Final Fantasy are done in a very different way. Um, the 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 airship is this very kind of like like we said earlier Jodorowsky type airship, and it is an airship, but also the crew is like these you know BDSM outfit thing going on and the bear ears. It it it's weird. Like Final Fantasy does get weird, but it all but it it, it really does start to establish uh, the same thing that it does a lot. And typically, like, you know, I mean, the Iron Wings is kind of standard, but uh, I don't know. A lot of the things that we're constantly looking at are not super Final Fantasy, like, I guess, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's not even right. Maybe but Final Fantasy, like, is such a nebulous thing at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like well, it, it hit some of the major things that those early Final Fantasies, I feel like, covered. You know, we didn't get Moogles. We didn't mm-hmm. get, like... Which I'm Black Mages or, yeah, or like, Fireballs. There's a lot Phoenix of things. Downs. A lot of things it didn't add uh, that maybe if it had continued as a series or something, if it got a sequel series, it could have done. But like it did, it did what it did well enough to feel like a transition to a world of those games. Well, what would you recommend this movie? What would you rate this movie and would you recommend it? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. So like if I want to go, I want to go probably like. 10 out of 10 three plus glowing butt cheeks out of four like like a 7.5 three and a half 7.58 uh out of 10 so that's pretty darn high i feel like that was a lot of numbers right there could you repeat one of them one set lock down one uh i don't know man yeah let's go let's go three out of four glowing butt cheeks all right all right pretty darn high uh, I give it seven out of ten. Faragas, Faragas, is that a summon that you? It's, a, it's like the mid-step up fire spell. Okay, I feel like, and I, I think I, I think I like this movie more than Prometheus, but it reminds me of Prometheus in the way, in the that, I'm lost. That, that's a pull. Well, bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. In the way that a lot of the times I feel like I'm enjoying the ideas of a scene more than I'm enjoying the, the execution, the execution as a whole. I think it ties together very nicely. I think I, much more than Prometheus, especially. Well, maybe the, a lot the logically, plot is but fine. It, I, I think scene to scene, though, like it doesn't. It, I, like I'm not always at the same level of te- like the right level of tension for a moment. I don't know. It's tough. It's it's a weird. It's a weird watch. It's a weird thing because so many of it, so much of it is like anime tropes of the '90s and anime like goofiness and. And well, yet, that, that is a problem, right? Like, I don't like anime, and the most anime things about this stood out as problems for me. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd be dings if I were someone who rated things in such a way. Uh, it is hard. And you guys watching the dubbed version and having to listen to those voices that I didn't have to listen to, I feel like I would have enjoyed it less if I had done that. Oh, really? Oh, no, so I'm I like kind of glad I, I went I, I like most of the performances. Yeah, I really, I, I built already ideas of what those should be in my head and then went and clicked on the video you guys had and i was like "Mm, no uh -uh." uh-uh especially rouge but others as well well 
you know, it's it's weird because every time I try to think about things I felt like I had criticisms of this movie, I do think back and I'm like, no, that doesn't feel quite as strong. So it's it it yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a solid two out of ten. Yeah. But uh, I think that that the was the highest a, praise. Uh, yeah, also yeah, the lowest. It, it's it's I uh, of the two out of tens I've rated so far, it's like my probably my favorite two out of ten that we've had on this uh, on this. Uh, How many uh, of us have we had by now? Ten. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um somewhere in between. Yes. So, so any closing thoughts? No, I think I think we said them all. Yeah. You guys excited for Final Fantasy Spears within? It's I mean it's 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 sooner than you think. Have you seen it, Dylan? No, I've never seen oh, it. Oh fun. Uh Wendy loves that movie. That is unusual. I was talking to somebody today who really likes it, and uh, it's been so long since I've seen it, I can't remember anything about it except for the Linkin Park music video that always makes me think of it, which is made made by the same people or is directly connected to it. I can't remember. Not directly connected. I can't remember. So it's just, I think it's made by the same animator, that maybe. That seems maybe possible. Well, Linkin Park music video next on no, Attract Mode that's, Podcast. That's, absolutely not. That's what we're reviewing nope, next nope, week. Nope. Come back and listen for <laughs> nope. our views on Linkin uh-uh. Park. Nope. We'll Linkin see you Park's next okay. time. Oh, nope. We need to say what we're actually watching. Linkin Park is okay. You heard it here first. In the end, nothing really matters. We're one step closer to our next podcast. You guys are making me crawl in my skin. <laughs> Let's give it up for the great Mr. Han. Next up is a new movie direct to DVD slash I guess Amazon. Welcome to your doom. That's right. Is that altered beast for the Sega Genesis? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we're watching. Uh, Doom Annihilation. A trailer that was received so poorly that Bethesda put out an official statement to push itself away from being associated with really? this film i have no idea how this film exists like it's not like i think it might have been like id like gave the rights yeah, to I'm someone sure. before they got but bought that's pretty by good that they were just like please do not consider us to be any part of this you know i feel like this doom movie is just looking for somewhere i belong did you but, just have to look up a lincoln park lyric to no no, no that's the name of the song oh but ultimately it seems like bethesda's pretty numb to them I mean so, that is both a song title and a lyric, so yeah. he's not, yeah. But yeah, it looks like ultimately, Bethesda's given up on them. Okay, and I'm just—I don't like this bit. This is probably more entertaining than that movie will be. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm just talking to myself because right. this is a place for my head. Good goodbye. We're about to have here. Okay, I'm just waiting for the end, guys. You guys remember Fort Minor? That like Mike Shinoda separate band that he tried to make. Mm. Mike Shinoda. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. Woo!